Hello, everyone. Welcome to our first episode of the Social Ward podcast. It looks like our podcast finally made it out of the group chat. I'm your host, Isaiah. <laughs> and I'm Alex. Today, we're just going to kind of break down some randomness in our going on in our life, starting with like something that literally just happened a couple hours ago. Um, what happened was we we're at a soccer game and leaving the soccer game, we ran into a a crazy driver resulting in a 911 call and something you want to just break down is like people who don't know how to drive mm-hmm. i think that's a great topic to start with you see i think this is a great topic for me because i've always been a commuter right i've always commuted to work um and so i go once a week to my office and what's the most interesting thing to me i find on the highway i drive about four, i drive about 55 minutes to my office is that when there's a cop on the road motherfuckers don't know how to drive anymore it immediately becomes like a game of who could who the fuck can drive the slowest on the highway to avoid the cop and it's like they're gonna pull you over for going dangerously slow when you should just be going 65 yeah i think also just kind of touching on that is people don't understand like laws of the road when it comes to lanes especially in california like why are you going slow on the left lane like let's talk about that right why are you going so slow and that is clearly the fast lane and then the motherfuckers do it on purpose they're like okay we're gonna just like try to play like the lane game like the lane fucking like the lane lieutenant we're gonna like keep it together we're gonna guide the way and i just i don't like that like why are you trying to slow down all the fucking traffic yeah i think it's just crazy in california in general how people drive but i mean i'm not the greatest driver speaking from like experience although knock on wood i've never gotten into an accident um i know you have hitting a wall so that's a oh. little <laughs> i had neither but yeah i hit a wall i've actually popped a few tires multiple occasions two or three of them it's actually really embarrassing but i'm a good driver at the end of the day like yeah i think when i used to commute to work up towards you know what is it south yeah 40 minutes whatever mm-hmm. 50 minutes you just run into to people who literally don't know how to act. Well, I think one of the big issues now on the road is that, I don't know if you've been up there recently, right? Down on, um, damn, down... I'm gonna just do mm-hmm. like straight up and down in Santa Barbara. Yeah. And when you're on the highway, right, that those exits down by like Turnpike and all that shit, they're turning those three lane roads into two, <laughs> right? So they have that shit blocked off for a long time. And that right there causes motherfuckers who can't drive because right after that, it turns into three lanes again. And right after that, it turns back into two, into two lanes. And so motherfuckers don't know how to merge. That's the first thing, right? But then they wait until the very last minute. They all try to mob up there, knowing there's a fucking line of traffic blocked up, and they're just gonna find their way to get in. Oh yeah, they try, but listen, and I keep so, I keep pushing. Well, see, I mean, I probably trucks. should let them in, but yeah. See, you should because you drive a little car. <laughs> yeah. so I don't know why you're challenging trucks. I drive. I'm an ex- challenging semi. Yeah, yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm driving an expedition, an SUV, so I'm challenging it. But then you got people in these like fucking F-150s, and it's always the women that might be a little controversial to say but you know you, there's always the women driving those big ass F-150s lifted big ass tires right for no reason and they can't drive driving that shit like a Hellcat how's that even possible <laughs> not the Hellcat how's that even possible yeah I don't know I just typically ignore those people and kind of go around them but it sounds like you have an issue with them it's really I leave at like the prime time it's like 4.30 or 5 so like I can't go around because both of the lanes are I, I don't give them the chance to even come in if I'm See, being and honest I don't understand and I know I'm, I'm the problem you. for sure well definitely especially if you have the smallest cars like the Chihuahua <laughs> yeah I definitely have much. such a tiny car where I could probably let three cars in but oh, you know definitely. what if I have a good song on that's not happening See, my issue was too I think 
let me not even incriminate myself on there. I would have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, in terms of driving, I just kind of have my music on and keep it going. But let's kind of uh, dabble away from that topic. And well, I guess we could stay on it. Um, I'm, a big thing we're going through right now is a transition in our line of work or jobs. Oof. So I think if we just kind of jump into interview processing, applying for jobs and like what we're looking for and just some experience we had would be something maybe insightful to some of our viewers. So, yeah, I think I don't know if I know to begin to in the interview process. So I am kind of in between looking for jobs. It's a little interesting. Um, and I feel like what's interesting. So I've, I'm an, I'm an interviewee, but I'm also an interviewer. So I enter, I'm interviewing for jobs, but then on, you know, there's nonprofit that I'm on for interviewing people. Yeah. And so it's interesting because I have an idea of how that shit should work, but then there's the idea, but then there's how I'm going through it. I've been through pretty good interview processes lately. But I've had some really interesting ones, like people who just like wanted to do. I remember when I was leaving my last job before I got my current job, I was interviewing for a couple of jobs and this woman interviewed me and I, I can't drop the name of the place because I'll get me caught up. She's leaving soon, though, because her job is currently posted on, on the Nonprofit Resource Network. Uh, well, <laughs> anyways, she calls me and I submit my resume and cover letter. Right. And it's like. So just so you guys know, I do fundraising work. She calls me like, <laughs> I'm not selling chocolate, like fundraising, like <laughs> for mass fundraising, yeah. like trying to get 50K to help us. Yeah. So anyways. Okay. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> you what? Oh, she calls, <laughs> she calls me. This chick calls me, the director. I think this is the problem too. Why do some people even have an HR job? Okay. This chick, yeah, we need to talk about that. It's just the director of the office, right? And she calls me first round. <laughs> And was straight up just like, I was just super interested in like you and your role. I think I already have a candidate I want to, that I want. So I just wanted to kind of chat and see what you're about. And, and so we talked on the phone for maybe 15 minutes just for her at the end. Like, yeah, you already kind of have another candidate. And so I was like, what was the point? Of the conversation. There wasn't one, it sounds like. Like, did you, I think going back to just HR, I feel like I don't know how people get the jobs they do. Like, you, there's no way you know what you're doing. It's clear when, as soon oh, as I start the interview. Well, many office assistants become <laughs> HR people, and that's the first fucking problem. I think the first problem is like people, yeah, have a lack of experience. Mm -hmm. They get they can, they can promoted into these roles because somebody needs, they, they need, somebody needs the support or something needs to happen. And then you got bitches doing HR who don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I've just had so many interviews reviews like i work in marketing and like the past couple of days and people do not know how you to just had a crazy ass yeah one. people don't know how to run an interview or ask the correct questions like tell our tell our viewers and listeners what the most recent interview you just had <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no the, not the most recent one that one was good before that you couldn't even zoom together yeah it was just technology technology issues but i was the third interview of the day so it was a little interesting i think hr again is just a position that people throw around when it should be something that's taken a little more seriously 100 but it could be something that people don't want to get into that line of work see it's funny i always say i want to go to hr but i feel like what, what you know i feel like i want to say to these businesses or people who just promote them into hr and they're doing the role you were an office assistant take your ass to a conference yeah get some training Why because you, you clearly don't know how to do exactly. your job exactly because when you because not, not only are you just <laughs> failing you're at your job you're failing your whole fucking team not only that you're gonna hire a candidate that's probably not even qualified for the job exactly because you clearly don't know what the job is but i feel like but then i feel like for the first thing is for some of these i feel like something that we talked about is that a lot of these hr people in these screening interviews are asking deep ass questions about the work and they don't know what the fuck the work even is 
No, I 100% agree. Like, why are you saying, you're asking me about development questions and how I'm going to do development, but then going to say you don't know what development is. Well, they're going to ask me with the question to lead me into direction when it pertains to like something marketing. And then when I bring up a certain software or something, they have no clue what that is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, so you're screening me, but then you got a little too deep. Yeah. You you're going really deep into like the profession rather than right. seeing who I am, what my qualifications right. are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think some HR people should not be HR people. Exactly. Ideally, <laughs> I feel like, but then I feel like the role of HR people and in interviews can be kind of scaled back. Like HR truly can just be like the people that you go to when like, I mean, they, they truly can just be like the people you go to after you've gotten your job when you have a problem you want to get paid more yeah. your co-workers fucking bothering you you know you know that jill's fucking fucking tom or something you know that's when you want to that's when you really that's when hr is important but i think the but issue like is they don't they're have, not qualified to even handle those conversations that's very true because listen <laughs> There's a, I guarantee you want to pick about and you know I'm, I talk about the nonprofit industry I'm in that industry I've been in it and you know you're in it a little bit as well but I guarantee you you can pick about probably about 35 to 50 percent of the nonprofits in this county and I guarantee you half of them have not not even half of them 35 or 35 to 50 percent of them have not done their fucking sexual harassment training. Oh, I 100% I agree. I think it's just something that's often overlooked and oh, they 100%. end up being in a scandal and be confused. Well, it's the biggest ones too. <laughs> no, literally. The biggest ones. I have like 300 staffers <laughs> funded by the county, funded by the state. But let, me, let me go call the IRS because your fucking C3 status snaps from you. As soon as like a newspaper or something comes out blasting them, then they want to get it together. Oh yeah. Oh, we didn't realize the, you know, we didn't realize these weren't happening. People were fired. It's like, but aren't you in charge of HR? You should know what's going on. Aren't you and the executive director making about $400,000 combined yeah i'm confused i'm confused how you're failing your whole team i think also another thing just in this job market is applying for a job oh my gosh so i'm giving you a resume a cover letter and a portfolio in my line of work but then you want an application and you're gonna say on that bitch that i cannot i have to fill in everything yes. in my work experience yes. even though i'm attaching a resume <laughs> like so you're just wasting my fucking time and i get to the interview like my most recent one and they didn't even know i went to college right it's bolded on so y'all just cranking out fucking interviews <laughs> yeah y'all just scheduling shit but what's your name again i'm like oh really right like <laughs> okay cool like you don't have a document prepared like i think that's interesting i feel like interviews not like applying i think the job and the job process can be super simple applying for jobs can be so simple i think resume it should be simple resume and cover letter yeah let's keep it pushing if the resume gets you an interview then keep it at like, that i don't know why you work samples are only for communications marketing jobs <laughs> okay job are gonna be writing i'm already like 30 minutes in the application i'm over it right i don't feel like as like i guess like as a i mean I guess, like, depending on the type of like I don't know I just like there should be there's no need for all the extra there's no need for all the work sample there's no need for all that bullshit I feel like resume cover letter you call that shit a day and spend your app your well, I've had a lot of jobs too like I get my interview and they're like okay we need a 30 minute presentation due by this date like totally See, disregarding someone's time first of all that's paid work you know down low when you don't hire me you're somehow going to incorporate that absolutely that, that, these that. are billable hours yep I will bill you after I will I fucking send an see. invoice well, fuck billing I'm going to sue you at that point <laughs> no literally my shit's trademarked I want a marketing business don't yeah play. I think it's just a big um, issue we're facing right now is people are claiming no one wants to work but the issue at hand is like no one knows how to facilitate these interviews yeah, to like, get the right candidate. No one else to operate a workplace. Now let's start there. That's like, the problem. Why is the office assistant now head of HR? Ex thank you. That's that's. And if they are okay, great. But let's get some training, involved. right? Like I'm not hitting on bitches. You know, getting they're doing their thing, learning more, becoming great. Like you know, growing in the workplace. But don't just get a role. 
and think you can be from H offices into HR, whatever the case is going to be, get promoted into HR and then not do the trainings or I think, like, I think the issue too is like some people just lack common sense. Oh, a thousand percent. Like that's something we could really unpack here too, is just a lack of knowledge people have when it comes to the most basic things. No, like <laughs> the very basic things. I think, I think, something that i think that i don't even know i think it's like especially like when like there's one person or multiple like in a group yeah creating the most toxic environment because i feel like you know and i think i think it's like i think what it is i don't know i think people try to say like a lack of common sense and they have like a lack of awareness about things lack of common sense and they claim they're unhinged that's something that we're getting into everything's unhinged you're just fucking stupid and rude not only that you just don't pay attention yeah you're just like, unaware read the room you're completely unaware understand what's going on i think that's what we're facing right now like even going off to a whole other city in college oh, yeah. you just learn that some people really don't have social cues when it even comes to just a simple conversation yeah when i you know what this goes back to something i was talking about with, with my boss recently we're all having lunch a lot of these fucking parents are the problem <laughs> i'm not even a parent but listen, I truly believe like kids just don't grow up. Like people just don't grow up. Like in college, like I just see the people I grew up, I went to school with, and I'm like, if I would have acted like that, like I know you act like that at home. Oh, absolutely. And I know your parents probably act ten times worse. Yeah, I would have got my ass beat doing something like this. For surely. There's just a lack of respect too in a lot of conversations 100%. that are being held. And I feel like that's a big issue as well. Like the level of audacity that a lot of people have in these spaces, like friends. And I think what's like happening work. is these type of people are somehow ending up in an HR position. Oh my god, I was just <laughs> gonna say that shit. <laughs> like these are the people that are in HR, the fucking people who like are completely unaware, completely like just fucking the self-awareness is not there. It isn't. The and then common sense is not there. Uh-huh. There's just a lack of knowledge, which is why trainings are so crucial. Yes. I feel like, yeah, it's just insane. Like, why is the jackass from high school now fucking hiring at Google? I don't That actually adds up. Because <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people honestly just fake it till they make it. I mean, props to them. But now we're seeing things where I'm in an interview and they have no clue what's going on. Like you sent right. me the wrong job you listing. See, you know what I like doing actually in interviews? You know when I, you get rejected from a job? Yeah. You know what I like doing? Is I, like, I like going on LinkedIn. See, I'm a LinkedIn whore. <laughs> I like going on LinkedIn and seeing who the fuck they hired and seeing if they were actually better than I was. Oh, I did. Half the, the time, time, them bitches weren't. And I just laugh because you know what happens? About six months later, Gone. that motherfucker leaves that job. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking listings back up again. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the issue too is like, why are you hiring Tim who's 57 to do marketing when I just graduated to do the job? Okay. Like, let's talk about that. I don't want to sound ages, but I'm going to sound ages. <laughs> I'm going to sound ages. I feel like right anyone now. over fucking like 35, 40 should not be in a marketing role unless you're an assistant to the person doing marketing. Like, why are you facilitating so much for this organization when you mm -hmm. did not even go to school? An organization for it? that I was just interviewing at that recently hired a new person to run their marketing and communications. Older shit. No shade towards old people. She's great. No, she all shade nice. towards old. She has a lot of great experience, like a lot of great experience. But why the fuck are you like sixty-seven, running communications and marketing a team at a humongous nonprofit? And not only that, but my issue too is they're taking a picture on their iPhone six and posting it to Instagram. Okay, <laughs> like let's, let's talk, talk about that. Yep, let's talk about like, that. How are you going to run There's an organization that you need you to have? A, yeah, there has to be some certain image that's portrayed. I. I understand the 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 lack of knowledge around picturing, like sharing, sharing pictures and taking pictures when you don't know 
the work. But when you claim you've been in marketing communications for 20 plus years, whatever the case is, and you're sharing pictures with your team off your fucking iPhone 6 that are pixelated, or you're sending 97 figures in an email, and you're wondering why they're all sending wrong. Yeah. And I think this goes back to the issue, like Cindy, who's 65, should be retired. Like, why are you yep. doing marketing? Exactly. You should have the person who's doing HR, well, who's a fresh 18. Well, it's fun for try Cindy. Trying to dabble into marketing. She thinks it's fun, but she's doing a terrible job, probably. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then these 18-year-olds, right, that are the office assistants, let those fuckers become directors Yeah, of why are they interviewing right? people? And let Cindy be fucking HR, because she's been around for a while. Like, she's on her last leg. Yeah. Why is she still Cindy's working? fucking tires have miles on them. Let her do HR. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the issue we're facing, is some people just don't want to admit that they cannot perform the job well and not only that but also like you're saying they hire people and it just makes you wonder what led them to that hire yeah personality hires are actually far too common i think that i think it's getting to the point where yeah they are a little much a little bit it's like i think a lot of people are getting desperate and like in the interview process where they're like do we just relist this job or do we just go with the personality hire someone that we know will fit in with the culture i think a big issue like i love don't get me wrong workplace culture is so important but i've had interviews are like oh my gosh you'd be so get, such a good fit for the culture and i've worked in places where i thought the culture was going to be great and it ended up being terrible oh yeah definitely so it's like some people put on a facade or try to really drive the interview about oh we have such a good like work-life balance or yeah. work culture is so good when in reality it's terrible you see them it's like the red flag should go up immediately when they're like trying to fly and say like, oh my gosh, we have the best workplace culture. It's so funny you said that, you know, because that, that is something that they always say is that in an interview process where they're like, we're a family or the workplace <laughs> culture here is so fun. We're such a fun place to work. You want to work here. And it's funny because I ate that shit up in the most recent interview. They have a committee called the fuck what was it called some like fun committee it's funny because this like <laughs> this is gonna know and i didn't think anything of it and i'm not saying not saying this is a talk toxic work environment i actually really like this place like i really really like the place yeah but it's funny because the people say that because this is this is a, this is a place that promotes and actually really promotes and lives that yeah. that, that that model of like a supportive non-toxic yeah. work environment but then they have this whole committee of staff dedicated to like creating a fun from the yeah. work environment so anyway anyways i think that, that's really fun i think that's like a red flag should sometimes go up though when they bring it up in an interview oh, i think you can know when someone has a good culture like i just had an interview the other day and they mm -hmm. were like it was just standard like stuff asking about where did I, did I go to school my experience Again, yeah could have seen on my resume but anywho um, we were talking <laughs> about that and then they would just go into oh and by the way like employees we value like this is the time off you'd get these are like the benefits of working here you can do x y and z oh, nice. they okay. kind of throw it into an interview rather than saying like we have the best culture like, mm -hmm. you need to work here to be such a good fit you know yeah. they kind of like ease it in mm -hmm. we're not just saying up front like they have a great culture because i feel yeah. like a lot of organizations do that yeah, yeah. especially to younger people because they know we'll leave oh 100 like we're not going to stay anywhere we're they not know happy this at. yeah they know it's not safe for them and i think there's such a big shift like where like cindy again from mm -hmm. marketing who's old as hell yep she stayed with the organization probably 40 years. Oh, 100%. Whereas me, if I'm not happy, I'm leaving. You know what? And Cindy <laughs> probably was a lowly office assistant or like an office clerk back in the 70s <laughs> where all that consisted of was fucking pushing paper across the desk and answering the phone. No, literally. So there was no room for marketing. Her marketing was like printing out something on like a, was it Microsoft Word? Right. Sending, it a, a day. sending a newspaper document over to the fucking, the, the journalist. <laughs> was, I feel like this, we sound hypocritical because we just said the office person should be the should be the, the marketing person. But we have to make it clear here that we're saying back in the 70s when the office people, what was even marketing in the 70s? 
And don't get me wrong, some people could probably perform the job, but I think we need to allow other people to have the opportunity as well. Well, I think, but I think there's there's a moment. I think every every person in a role, at when you're older, there's a point when you have to realize you can't take it to the next level anymore. And that's not even trying to be shady. Like it just makes the truth. sense. Yeah. Like we're going through a transition at my job right now. And it's not and not even not even taking it to the next level, but like it's like it was just, it's just time. And maybe just don't allow someone to have so much control. Like hire an associate. Yeah, hire an associate. And that way you could do what you're really passionate about in the position and to kind of push some things off that you're clearly slacking on to someone else. Well see, I think like, I think like the issue with a lot of these organizations and companies are that a lot of people don't budget for marketing they don't think they don't think it's a big big enough deal right oh, it's a huge issue for sure and so and so i don't think it's a, they don't think it's a big enough deal so there's no budget for marketing and so they're just like okay what what person on this on staff can we just transition around to put into a marketing role and then you have fucking well like literally like one of my interviews too it's i think there's a lack of awareness like we're talking about in terms of like these people who are very like just jumped into an hr position don't really know what's going on so tell me a little bit about marketing. Okay, I could tell you about it. Okay. How much does this typically pay? Like, I've had interviews like that. I'm like, okay, this seems like a waste of my time. How much does it typically pay? They're yeah. asking you yes. how much the jobs yes. typically pay? Yes. And was I'm there like, a job software listed? <laughs> yeah. And it was really, I mean, it was a range. It was a $20 difference. Uh-huh. Like, it was like from X amount to X amount. Like, yeah. Let's say it was 10 or 15 See, That's to another thing that I'm packing at some point. What the fuck's up with these ranges? Oh, yes. I think because now, is it California that's requiring it? Yeah, over a certain amount of employees. Fucking 50K to 150K. Yeah. Depending on experience. People are sending me jobs and it's like, you might be interested interested in this. And like, yeah, I am. Until I look down at the fucking salary and it's fucking 58,000 to 83,000. Like, can we please get like a 5 to 10K range in there? Yeah. Let's make it reasonable. Yeah. And understandable. Because... Not only that, but back to the application process, that shit asks you directly, what are you looking for? Right. They don't even let you talk in an interview or anything. It's just like, tell me a number and that can sway people away from even interviews. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of issues with the application process that I think, I mean, you know, and it's funny because I don't, I really don't, I don't apply to jobs that often anymore. I don't, have, I don't have a job and I've kind of been on that with the salary thing. I hate kind of talking about money and things like that. Yeah. So I don't, I haven't often applied to jobs that don't have a salary listing. I'm like, I'm not wasting my fucking time. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and fuck, like, fuck wasting your time. I don't care. It, it's, it is a waste of time almost because they don't even know what the job is sometimes. Oh yeah. It's these HR people who are just like <laughs> doing too much in the screen. Like make it be a screening. It almost Fine. is like, what are you like? What is your job? If you're asking me about it, right? Like, like did, did you not, did you not create this role? I'm confused how we got here. Like I'm looking at a job listing that you set and you said it's not up to date. Right, so I'm confused. I'm very confused. So was the one on your website that you posted up today, or are we just completely fucked like, up here? What are you doing day in and day out? Right, right. Like, what is your what is your day? What does your day consist of? Yeah, that's something that's a little crazy to me. I wonder what H- I wonder what people with specific with spe- specific HR roles what their day to day consists of. I would love to know too if anyone in like HR not even has a, an idea of what they're. Yeah, you know, not trying to throw shit at an HR person. I've always <laughs> said I like I've truly remember I, before I said my I said if I was getting out of development that I would work in HR and when I was going to go to when I was going to go to Poly I said I was um I would major in either marketing or human resources um concentrate in marketing or human resources um and um is it major. 
Concentrate, yeah. Ma- concentrate major is the same concentrate thing? Concentrate is what so people say. I didn't go to fucking college. I went to Hancock and <laughs> called it It's still quit. college. Um, but yeah, it is a college. No, also, like, no shade, actually, because they're going to, oh my God, speaking no shade, a little plug. You see that Hancock <laughs> Quest, they're partnering. Yes, the I did see that. Isn't that crazy? I low-key, I probably would have just done it through them. Listen. Let's talk about that. Because the cost of college itself is insane. Yes. I know it completely segue really quick. That needs quick, to be studied. But it's crazy. I think... Also, so many kids are going to go to college. Like, not, I mean, kids go to college already. The Promise was doing so much, but the fact that they're going to offer, what's it called? Baccalaureate. The fact that they're going to offer the opportunity to get four years through Hancock outside of the Laverne yeah. process is so great. It was so new when I was there because I was super interested. She's like, but if there's not enough applicants, you're going to be out of a... Like you're gonna have to wait another year. To yeah. Apply. So I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna apply to it's, the Laverne thing. Worked out that year too. Did it? Yeah, I was gonna be in it. Well, I, I was. Gonna, I was contemplating. I had an application. And everything. I mean, I loved my experience in school. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I do feel like school is more about networking than it is about learning. Oh, 100. Um, I already knew a lot of the stuff that we're doing because I did business. Yeah, you know, it's not that difficult. You gotta find your place where you can network at. I think I think school is just a natural place to network at. You're literally you're paying up. thousands of dollars to meet people, which is kind of insane, but it can be beneficial because I've already reached out to people i've known yeah at certain companies Mm -hmm. to try to get an idea if that's where i want to work yeah i think in that sense it's beneficial but i also feel like it's becoming something where it's like college degree or x amount of years of experience when you get a job yeah see i get so i was getting really scared because i didn't i got my two-year degree in business administration and management business administration management i was going to transfer um and then i did it and i started working i I was already i was already working in my career when i um got um going to college and so when i and now I feel like I felt like there's moments when my lack of education really played me in terms of getting a job. And I think like there's sometimes when it really does still too then. But then I was meeting with someone that I really consider a mentor, and she was telling me like, first thing she was off work was like, I don't think you, I don't think you need to go back to school. And I think, well, what do you mean? And she was like, no need. You have so much experience. Like, there's absolutely no need to go to school. So I guess just you're doing it already. And I was like, that's true. I guess I don't need to go back to yeah. school. I think it's a good school's a good place if you like. It's like a good safety net. Almost. Yeah. Like, well, it's good to find yourself if you haven't even yeah. know what you're doing. Too. I think like in your circumstance, you knew you wanted to do development. <laughs> right. Yeah. I fell right into it. You I, know, yeah. so it's a little different. So you're able to build the experience. But I feel like a lot of people don't know. Like I still, I mean, I got a marketing degree, but I'm still kind of like, oh, exactly what I want to do. Yeah. I think school's a good safety like aspect in terms of like, okay, I have a degree. I can kind of depend yeah, on. Yeah, definitely. Like, if it I is a good, to. It is a really good safety net. But I do think like a lot of people these days like know what they want to do sometimes. Um, like they try something out and they love it. Yeah. So they run with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's that necessary to get a degree. I mean, my degree was thousands of dollars. Yeah. And I think that in itself is insane. Thousands like, of bucks for that little paper that says you went to college. You, no, know, you know what? And it took months to put in a frame and hang up. And then that might be incriminating the same. We on a marketing business, but it just made that. No, it's like it's that simple. Yeah, it really is it's that simple. Because why did I just damn near go into debt for something that is because it's a piece of paper behind my desk? I have a plaque because I went to Cal Poly graduate. Just kidding. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, I mean, I, I'm grateful I went. I don't really regret it, but I don't think it's necessary. Like, it's not something I'm going to force upon my kids. No, me neither. Definitely, I wouldn't. It's I mean, like, I'll be very transparent. Y'all motherfuckers know I did not go to school. I, mean, I, just, I did. I kind of didn't stop saying that. Yeah, you I did go to school. school. Yeah, I did it get a a bachelor's degree yeah and i think like it's different like i'm not to say like 
don't go to school but like if you're not going to figure something out like what exactly do you want to learn yeah whether it's a skill also, or something like, don't waste my, my kid don't waste my fucking money let's start there I'm not paying for, like, if I pay for your school just for you to get to the end like I don't want to go anyways and you drop out I'm whooping your ass I'm probably going to go to prison <laughs> I'm so serious because why yeah. do you waste all my money yeah it's super expensive so it's something you really got to decide if that's for you or not yeah and it, it, unfortunately a lot of times it takes being there to realize that well see I was just I'm, I'm, so I think something that uh, that, play, that plays a huge part in why people don't why, why, why people force themselves to go to school is the amount of pressure so that's I was, the amount of pressure that we have on us to continue school right yeah so you know I just went to the I just went back to our high school and I gave a speech recently um, not recently literally on Tuesday the recent Tuesday and uh, about to the scholar awards these are kids who get 3.8 3.8 GPAs or higher 10th 11th 12th graders and I talked about just being resilient and um, um, and giving yourself some grace and talked about how we are often in this mindset and often under, under the and pressure to think that we, like, the only stressor we have as kids is school. No, right? literally, it's like... But there's so many other things, you know, school and things at home really bother us. You know, I'm really big into this thing called ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences. Um, and so, like, things that, like, at home as a younger child that, like, impact you at a long term in like, academics or yeah, you know all all the issues and so i feel like um what you call it when i talk i was talking to these kids i just told them like we oftentimes just in this mind like we have to go to school we have to, that's the only thing we know we have to go to school we have to go it's to like school. our body and like is everything is like trained for it yeah we've been like, doing it for so long we don't know what to do without exactly it. and, and, and think, then yeah we're trained to like not think there's any other stressors in our life and school is the only thing and we're all high achievers we're running super fast and yeah it's just a whole fucking problem. it's funny because like i went through it and i'm done with my bachelor's degree and i'm like do i want to get my master's but you're in a sense of like you still like don't know what to do because your body's been so used to in your mind of like putting yourself under high stress and yeah. getting it done and just getting through it. But once you get through it, you're kind of like, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. And I feel like that's a big issue is like people finish mm -hmm. and they might get a job, might not like for right away. And they're like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? There's a little yeah. uncertainty there. Yeah. I think that's a big issue. I think it's something everyone faces. It's mm. like, whether it's after school or finishing a job mm -hmm. and looking for a new one, you're like, what am I supposed to do? And I feel like that's a big thing people are dealing with right now, especially. Yeah. I think I, I had a really great opportunity. I interned at a law firm when I was going into my senior year of high school. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer for a long time. I thought that was like my dream. I think I'm going to be a lawyer. That's what it's going to be. And so I interviewed at a law firm and, um, you know, it just didn't. I interned and it just was not what I thought it was going to be. Um, I worked there for a short bit. And then I fucking bounced. Like it was <laughs> like I, I was there for the summer and realized that's just not what I wanted to do. And so I got like I, I decided I changed my whole trajectory, like changed my degree path, yeah. all the things. And I think that's an like the big thing is like people don't know until they try it, but it sucks. Like with college, like there's no trial period. Yeah. You lock your ass in for X amount of dollars and you feel, realize if you're going to mm -hmm. like, you know, sink or swim. <laughs> Especially people who have very specific degrees. Like mm -hmm. that's nothing broad. We got business degrees. Very broad. We can do whatever the fuck we want yeah but people who have like i have a degree in chemistry or like a biology degree i'm like what the hell 
Yeah. Like, there's a power lot of, to you. That's a lot of work. Yeah, absolutely. But also, what are you going to do? Yeah. If you like, don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things that's unfortunate is like, you you think you want to do something until you get into the work and you're like, I don't know if I like this. Yeah. You're like, oh shit, maybe this is what I want to do anymore. Yeah. I think that's the sad part about the, like the American education system. It's like you don't really get a chance to explore other options. You kind of just go into something and hope for the best. You do. You do. And like even like if you look at like other education systems like Finland, mm-hmm. they have like amazing education system. Yeah. They like let their kids explore what they well, want to do. And they're very good about my- paying their teachers and stuff like that, which also affects the child's learning. You know, you talked to something I wanted to say, say make a comment about this one because this will get all the fucking, well, why are you living here then? Comments. <laughs> every system else in every other country is almost better. <laughs> yeah. Healthcare. <laughs> Who else is in debt like we are? Like, why am I like literally selling my left leg <laughs> to go to school? Literally. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of debt, we're in my office the other day, right? One of our board members works for our, well, works for one of our representatives, um, like one of our state representatives. And um, state rep- one of our state representatives in California, and she pops into his office. And she's like, not just like a low level staffer. She's like, Two below, like two below. Yeah, like she's like pretty high up in his office. It's like him, and then mm-hmm. she was laughing. Then it's her. <laughs> Our office manager and I are in the office, and he was an asker. So, who the fuck are we even in debt to? <laughs> like, who like, are we in debt to? There. And he said that, and I was like, you know, I don't think I've ever actually looked into who the fuck are we in debt to. And you know who? If we, you know who we're in debt to? Who? Just take a guess. I have no clue. Fucking China. <laughs> Mainly China. Because they make everything. They manufacture yeah. everything. Everything's made in China. I'm pretty sure all the shit we're probably talking through is made in China. Oh, it for surely probably is. And but the, the, which the sad part is if it was made here in America, it'd be double the price. Because right. it's allegedly at a better standard. Exactly. Well, maybe, but so all the time. It's just made in China. And we're just in debt all the imports. My thing is, if I put China has a good heart. Because I was trying to, bitch, I'm not giving you any more IOUs. Yeah. Pay up. And I'm stopping the imports. I think the view looks really good. Like, I hope it does. It's so bright. It's extremely bright. Like, like I just want the listener to know how much money we put into this. Wait, yeah, you tell the listener why I get up and go look at how how this looks. <laughs> yeah, because this is actually insane. The amount of equipment we got. I mean, to be fair, we did, did we get a little bougie. We did go a little bougie. We got sure stuff, um, which is great. But we're still in the process, of, like obviously getting a camera. But we have ring lights, tripods. We have so much stuff going on. It literally took so long to set this podcast up. And I think that's something that me and I, we need to talk about for one is everyone says, let's get on a podcast. We actually did the thing like we for sure just said one day it was like a Thursday night. Let's just go onto the website, bought three sets, headphones, microphones, stand. They gave us a broken stand. We're not going to talk about that. But we literally bought like the sound stuff, everything. Yeah. And I think. It's awesome. I think more people need to explore opportunities like this. Like, it's easy to say something, but do it, you know? Yes. I think that's like no shade, but we always do. Like, I think we have, we have friends that we do, like, we do, and then like, we'll just do things. But, like, yeah. we like the big things, we just do. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a moth in my drink, but we're not going to talk about it. I mean, I see it moving around. Yeah, it's fine. But, like, we, <laughs> we, 
You're going to wake up fucking sick and be confused. I hope so. <laughs> like, started the business, which literally was, we talked about it for a cool minute, and then you called me one evening and was like... After I got laid off. Let's preface yeah, that. Yeah, I got laid off. my marketing and sales internship position. Crazy. Now, imagine laying off an intern. That's really embarrassing <laughs> for you as the business owner. How are you laying off an intern? Anyways, so... We had... You called me on my phone, which is weird. Because, you know, who the calls this day, yeah. these days, right? You called me. Was it a FaceTime? So that was even more weird. That was even more weird. And you're like, so, so we like start this marketing business. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And you're like, all right, cool. I have some logos already. Come over. Let's open up Canva. <laughs> like, I want to preface this. I had that shit already ready. I, I was, was like, oh. for someone to, like, want to do it. Yeah. And it's something we've talked about just starting a business. But I didn't expect so many people to be supportive of our business. Yeah. Like, a lot of the equipment we're using was helped through our business. <laughs> yeah, like that's really nice. And I think it's great having being, being in a position where we're able to have our business, and then it's like that just the, as like a thing to promote the side work that we're doing is really great. I think speaking of like work and businesses we're in, then I think we should, I would think was really just to touch on is some of the shit. So, listener. Just a little background. Isaiah works in insurance currently. Okay. <laughs> He's the motherfucker calling you. Collecting to, the money. You're collecting your money because your bill's coming up. Your bill's over fucking due. You're going to collections. You're going to collections. <laughs> you're trying to help you out before you get there. Right? He's that person currently. Oh, and he does all the marketing, right? A legit marketing person. That's the internship. I do, do fundraising. Always have done the fundraising. Should the fundraising development marketing Isaiah current looks some insurance and you hear you you interact and here's some interesting shit in this work environment from the customer yeah. as if you can't I mean I'm not saying you could but like in a fucked up world y'all could just cancel their fucking insurance I mean at this point we probably should yeah like I informed them probably three to four times yeah and if you can't pay I might mean, get time to rough but oh yeah communicate that oh yeah they oh then they'd be pissed me. when why are you why are you calling me oh, man, well man. I can't afford it it's so expensive man, well, first of all Kia, no no not even the Kia your Tesla right doesn't first have all, insurance <laughs> first of all you're <laughs> <laughs> like why do you have a Tesla you right for the insurance what's that expensive? Well, first you have a Tesla one of the most expensive insurance companies so let's talk about that like why are you complain to me like i'm not trying to judge but yeah get it get your stuff in order and it's it's always the people with the money too yeah why is it so expensive are you serious and then i have someone with like three vans or something like, okay x amount of door that's fine right okay, whatever cool sounds good because people have an understanding how to live in their means right and i think that's a big thing exactly and some like people have a big like they just are clueless again lack mm-hmm. of self-awareness and the audacity they have is insane yeah i agree i think some people just lack again common sense mm-hmm. in certain scenarios and like i'm not gonna pay your bill for you right right i think just i don't know if i even work it. i think the moment i'd hear the most interesting insurance like, I think, first of all insurance fraud is so high <laughs> and i don't know why it's i know why people t- try it with other companies because i have a 
benefit through my job and um one of the benefits it's um a, it's a life policy yeah and probably um, like fifty thousand dollars on a life policy an accident there. policy but there's a life policy built You're in it fifty thousand yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right and so part of this if you go and by about let some folks in on a little if y'all don't know but y'all should mm-hmm. if you have a good agent is that if you're going to your doctor or your dentist whatever your eye appointment routinely had supposed to in a year you get a rebate like a money back you put in a claim mm-hmm. and get money back I submit my claim at a two, like maybe a one o'clock, 12 o'clock, one o'clock yeah. on a Tuesday, Wednesday morning. I wake the fuck up. My claim has been approved and they're sending me a check. That's amazing. I need that. I'm going to just see, lie and say I went. I <laughs> exactly what I was just going to say. I feel like this is why insurance fraud so high because you know damn well they're probably not verifying that shit. All, well, all they ask for is the address and the phone number, the name of your doctor the address and the phone number of the date you went i think also though like insurance companies collect so much money though oh yeah are so careless about it sometimes. oh for sure and they have their nerve to not want to pay your full fucking hospital bill <laughs> yeah i'd be confused like my what? next thing was why is my hospital bill so expensive exactly <laughs> and then you try to say insurance will help me and insurance was like yeah i don't fucking think so like can i get an itemized bill i haven't met your premium yeah literally get the itemized bill i bet your shit's half the cost because <laughs> yeah. why am i paying 70 dollars for a band-aid no literally it's ridiculous like I why be- was my band Four hundred dollars. Yeah, what was that? Ibuprofen, three hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, it's insane. When I went to the hospital in twenty twenty, so I didn't have COVID, listener, but I had some weird shit going on, and I was fucking stomach infection was laid up dead for a month. It was crazy, and I was in the hospital in the beginning of the month, and for two days I stayed overnight. Oof. Yeah, I stayed overnight, and let me tell you, that hospital bill when I finally got it was through the ceiling. It was insane. They charge you so much for laying in that fucking bed overnight. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. The, the cost of morphine, charge. bitches use that on the street sometimes. And I'm confused. Something that needs to be said is tipping culture. Oh, let's talk about that. Oh yeah. Not even no in a rude way actually. Why am I tipping you for doing your job mm-hmm. to an extent? I get some industries like I'm going to tip 20% whatever but there's just some scenarios where it's like you're handing me a product that's possibly already pre-made let's mm-hmm. say and you go and flip that See, screen around wanting me to tip Starbucks is my biggest problem with this I don't mind tipping inside when I dine in yeah I'm going to drive through I don't mind tipping you know in general but like the drive through tipping is ridiculous now because first of all I'm driving my own fucking vehicle to this drive through and your job, what you get paid to do, is to make drinks. Why am I tipping you extra for that? And why isn't these companies paying you? A no, wage? that's not even a statement here because fucking Starbucks pays great. Oh, do they? Starbucks has amazing benefits for their employees. Well, I'm confused why they're asking for tips. They like help pay for college, I'm pretty sure. All kinds of benefits. They wage, their wages might be a little, not like crazy sketch. That was not the best, but it's also Starbucks. And there's just a sense of guilt you feel too, and you're like, obli- it's in front of you. Oh, you feel and obligated that, to tip. It's just a quick question, bitch. No, just tell me you're asking for a tip. Yeah, literally. I'm just going to, this is just a f- quick question you have to answer. Yeah. Every time 15, 20, 20, like all these tip options. And it's like you gave me like a lollipop from a right. candy store. I like when the like the, the increments are not wild. But they they usually are kind of wild though. Starbucks is good. They're usually like one I think it's one. I wonder if they did five. it because Dutch Bros does it. 
Dutch Bros has always been about a tip when they're See, halfway in your car talking and, to you. And also, like that's I feel like they, they, they feel like, they feel like you're, I feel like you're inclined to tip for the service you get at Dutch Bros, but also like you're they're getting paid to provide you that great service. That's where it becomes a little confusing with certain industries. Like I'm going to a restaurant, I'm getting served. Obviously, I'm going to tip. Yeah, clearly. But Dutch Bros, they pay you to stand out here like a fucking mannequin. It's getting to the point where we're going to go to a doctor's appointment. And after you pay a copay, they're going to ask for a tip. Oh, definitely. They for surely are going to. Just because they're providing a service. Oh, for surely. It's getting ridiculous. I wouldn't even be surprised if that happens. Going to get your fucking elbow checked out. And the doctor will ask if you want to tip 20 bucks when you leave. Like, I feel... Sometimes I feel like, okay, I'll do it. But sometimes it's just really annoying. Oh, 100%. I think, especially like bakeries and like... I mean, they ask, so when I, pick up your, when I pick up your birthday cake, they asked about tipping. I feel, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And... You know, oh, you know, that was, you know, like, okay, whatever. When I get, when I, when I order sandwiches, I'm a big sandwich fan. The tipping's there are interesting. I tip every time. So do I. So I'm kind of, but I also think way, about I like, like, it's wild. Oh, yeah. But I also think, like, why the fuck am I tipping for the sandwich? Like, your job, you, you get paid to make the sandwich. And you're screaming number 56 to come right. pick up. None of order. that. I'm ordering online, paying online. I'm just walking in and saying, my name's Alex, I need my sandwich. And you're saying, okay, great, here you go. I think tipping culture itself has gotten really out of hand over the last couple of years. It's almost like you have to anticipate when you're going somewhere. A $5 oh, yeah. item, that's a deal is going to end up being... It's like we have to overcompensate for the businesses are fucking up. Like the businesses aren't paying enough money. And it just makes me upset that we're tipping in these industries where it's big companies. Yeah. A little local business. Okay, I'll tip. I don't but mind. like Starbucks? Like I'm waiting for fast food to hop on this trend where I'm pulling up to McDonald's. And they're going to see me, would you like to add a tip? And the, my issue with some of this stuff is that, is that I don't feel like I should be tipping where it's I can't trust that it's going to be consistent every time. Not only that, but people have a job to do. Yeah. And I feel like there shouldn't be an impression of you need the tip because yeah. you're doing. You don't well. see me sending emails and, with, and then in my email saying I work. And in my email signature, it's saying, make up a great day. Alexander Murkison, my position. And Benola says, fucking leave me a tip. Yeah, it's getting because I get paid list to provide you good service as I'm as I'm emailing you and like I don't know it's just one of those things where it's like I get people have a job and whatnot but also my next thing is how much of that tip are you really seeing oh yeah electronically probably none of it <laughs> like I'm confused like are you really getting that much out of this That's tip probably why businesses do what was wild is. The Jamba Juice, I paid like so much money for a smoothie because the tip was so high. See, and to, I feel almost obligated to leave them, which is my own fault. But I hate when they start. I mean, I always tip over like 15% typically. But I hate when they start the tipping percentage about at 10, at uh, 15%. And it's just all up from there. It 15, 25, 30. It's 15, 25, and like 35. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, where's 10? <laughs> 15 and 20. Can I just add a dollar to this? This is like five right? and 48. No other amount button. It's straight up just like 10. It's like straight up 15, 25, 35%. Like not only is the price of the product increasing, but now I have to leave a tip. 
right? It's so like inflation's okay. up and y'all are deciding we're going to tip more too. Yeah. Like, why is my $5 pizza now $9 at Little Caesars? Oh my God. $7.99. I'm like, why is it going up so much? You know, I get cost of materials and stuff, but like, or whatever cost of Little Caesars, cost of materials. I feel like that also, like, I that, like, that concerns me because like, other pizza places were like, well, we're so expensive because the material, the quality of the whatever. What the fuck, Little Caesars making any pizzas out of for it to be five dollars at one point? That shit is cardboard for years. As soon as it gets cold, oh, definitely. Like it's almost unbearable. Five bucks for years it was though. It was crazy. Yeah, and it's just like, and then you, but there's some companies that could really keep their prices. Like, look at Costco. Their yeah. food court's low. Food court, well, because they they sell their own shit. And well, also they make so much money too. They figure like we'll either take a loss or break even in some areas. Yeah, which I feel like a lot of companies don't look to do break it even don't exist for some of these companies yeah they just want to make more more everybody's, more, in, for, more. everybody's in it for a fucking profit and god forbid they employees start striking Man. their solution will add a tipping option right well, what we'll add about the tip so with tip you'll make about 21 an hour I mean, speaking of you, your base is 15 right okay, that's fucking crazy all right, everyone, that concludes our first episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find us on social media at the Social Ward Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And then you can also find us wherever you're watching your podcast. Yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. If you guys have a cocktail you like, be sure to let us know. Send us the recipe so we can re- uh, recreate it and make it one of our episodes. We also have the capability to have call-ins, so... If that's something you're into, DM us on Instagram. We can have a potential call in. Um, We look forward to having guests on this podcast. We have the capabilities to have a guest. Mm -hmm. So that's something that also will be coming soon. So just uh, stay tuned and stay with us in this. And that just concludes our first episode of the Social Ward podcast. All right. See you next week. Thank you. Bye bye. It looks so good.